0: All right, we got a special treat. A buddy of mine from Australia stopped by. Lulu from Lulu Island. Uh, she's the first person I ever talked to when I started podcasting. In fact, basically what happened was I went. It's when I was an anchor. I went an anchor and I yelled into a dark room, and Lulu yelled back. And this was at a time when you know I was like kind of nervous. I was like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm, you know, this is kind of interesting. And she was, eh, she's one of the first people that listened to me. And then I was able to listen back. And I got a lot of tips from her on how to talk from people. And and then she promoted me a little bit and got people listening. And it was just a lot of fun. Um, I don't know if I'd be doing any of this. You know, to me, this podcast is a hobby. It's a great hobby. I really enjoy it. It gives me something to do. And, you know, I just, uh, I don't know. I thank Lulu for that. So she was one of my you know, inspirations for doing a podcast, and it was a lot of fun talking to her. You know, we'll get her on again. Uh, she's very uh, eccentric, eccentric would be the word to say, but also very spontaneous and a lot of fun. So this is the first time we've had her on the show, and it's long overdue, and we'll get her on. We'll talk a little bit about the, the coronavirus. She's in Australia, in Brisbane, which is nowhere near Melbourne, thank God. And so... Mm-hmm. It was interesting to see what they're doing over there. Apparently, in Australia, they have some weird uh, paper, paper, toilet paper fetish because they think it'll keep the virus away or something. I'm not sure. Now, if you recognize Lulu's voice, it's because she's the girl that does the uh, the the bumper at the very front of the show, right after Jeremiah Craig. And and I just uh, so she sent me that one, and I've had that for quite a long time, but I just love it, so I put it on here every single time. So anyway, that's what's going on. Uh, this one's a little bit longer because of that. Uh, I hope you enjoy the show, uh, and we'll definitely have Lulu on again because she's a lot of fun. She's very spontaneous. Love to get her as a regular contributor because she's one of those people that you couldn't stop her from. Well, from recording, she's always recording something, and I imagine there's a lot of things she doesn't never she never records. But uh, give her a ukulele and a and a nice day, and you don't know what you you'll get something you just don't know what it's gonna be so anyway here we go with our chat with lulu and uh you know i'm gonna try to do this with other people once in a while it's a lot of fun so anyway i hope everybody's having a great day and i hope you enjoy keeping that hammer down all across the nation checking cities off his list Sharing stories of the road right here on the station. You are listening to the Kingfish. Yes, you've tuned in to the Kingfish Radio Network. Mm.
1: Expand your mind on the open road. With Kingfish. to Right here. All right,
0: here we go. We're talking to uh, Lulu from Lulu Island over in, Br- was it Brisbane?
1: Yes, Brisbane, Australia, which is more importantly not Melbourne.
0: That is true. It is not Melbourne, yeah. which is a very, very important thing because Melbourne's <laughs> crazy. We're talk- <laughs> what we're doing is, I've talked to a lot of podcasters over the last couple of years, and I, w- I know people from all over the world, and I want to start talking to people that I know quite well. That are you know that that pay attention to what's going on in their community, and Lulu's one of the first ones I want to do that with because well, Lulu's part of her community. I know
1: stuff and stuff. Yeah, I know I know stuff and things. Well, and, it, um,
0: well, even if you don't, so you get that really cool Australian accent.
1: Oh, thanks, Kingfish. Flattery will get you everywhere. Well, you got you got this phone call, and uh, so, so hello to uh, all of your fans listening out there. Uh, I appreciate everybody's really freaked out at the moment. And, uh, yeah, so if you're listening to this, I'm guessing you're hoping to get a little bit of, uh, like, non-crazy information. So I hope that we can provide that today.
0: Well, actually, I think they, they mostly just listen because I sound sexy as hell. But <laughs> other than that, you know, we got at least three listeners, Doug, Jerry, and Billy Bob
1: across the country
0: but most of well here's the thing most of my guys that they, either do what i listen to me they're either truck drivers or they are people that are interested in driving a truck or there are mm-hmm. people just are like hey what what the hell is this all about And what do these people do mm-hmm. and those are the people i get to listen to but you know the most important thing for us is transportation workers we're the vital network of the country mm-hmm.
1: yeah and so that's a big deal like with you guys having to move around you People, I guess, it's, um, imagine there's women truck drivers. Um, oh, I see, there's, so, a,
0: there's a big explosion of women driving trucks now.
1: Oh, cool, cool. So, yeah, I mean, it's like hand sanitization and stuff like that's got to be really important for, for your people. So, yeah, so let's, um, let's start with that. I heard you talk about that with Patrick on... We live on our planet, and um, do you guys do you guys uh, sing the Happy Birthday song while you wash your hands and, and stuff to make sure that you're doing it enough and between the fingers and and all that sort of stuff?
0: Well, I knew all the between the fingers and all that, but I never knew the Happy Birthday song. Well, let's hear, let's, what that's that all about.
1: Oh well, that's just making sure that you wash your hands for long enough, and it's about the duration of singing Happy Birthday. So <laughs> that's just a little tip. If oh, you I... want to make sure you're yeah, so happy birthday, <laughs> and um, yeah. So uh, alongside that, um, I was to someone uh, give some other tips about hand washing and not using the hand dryers because they're sort of germ explosion machines, oh. and using paper towel and the way that. He does it, and this is a a science journalist, and people want to listen to this for themselves, check out Coronacast, one word. It's by the ABC radio in Australia, but you can get it through your podcast provider, and they have a daily 10-minute episode um, updating us on what's going on, but also answering people's questions. So... Um, yeah, so he he uses he gets the paper towel and he um, uses it to basically to go in between him and the the tap, and then he washes his hands for the birthday song, and then and then he dries his hands on the towel and then uses the paper towel also to open the door, and and I do similar sort of things because I've been a germaphobe for well not a germaphobe but very I've had a, a, a compromised immune system with my lungs and stuff since I was a child so. I've developed a lot of strategies already for this kind of thing. So it's like I'm ready.
0: Well, I would imagine you know, I would imagine well, first off if you if you sing happy birthday to your hands, people are gonna think you were doing something weird when you're in the
1: restaurant. <laughs> you know, it's you know, something a little strange. And two Happy uh, birthday. Well a lot to of the <laughs>
0: A lot of the truck stops a lot of the truck stops these days don't even have paper towels. But they mm, use the yeah, hand dryers.
1: Yeah, bring your own, So what's is, is the answer.
0: But in, in a lot of the newer places, they don't even have doors, you know, for the entrance to the oh, well facility. The, the women's restrooms do, but the men's don't, so you don't have to touch the door handle oh, on your way out.
1: Yeah, yes, I like that. I like that when places don't have doors, um, so you don't have to touch it, yeah, because that grosses me out. But yeah, just being careful about um, surfaces in general and, and washing your hands is a big thing, um, and... I guess minimizing travel, uh, yeah, and and contact with people, because soon it's going to be um, a lot more of a big deal in places like Australia and the US. Because uh, my understanding is we don't actually know yet how bad it is, Um, and that that was the latest episode, and especially with watching what's going on in Italy at least I mean we're lucky in a way um, being in Australia and America that we have the information from China and Italy to know what kinds of things are the biggest problems, what kinds of things are working, what our governments might choose to do so we can learn from that to have a little bit of a glimpse into the future of what things might be like for us so um one thing that um i a a hot tip is um stay away from the gym people because they are sweaty places um this once again this the the dude from the the corona cast said that he um wipes down every surface first and afterwards like he's still going to the gym but um yeah i'd say if you could avoid it um avoid it otherwise make sure that you use extreme hygiene on all the on all the equipment wipe it down first before you touch anything and then wipe it down before you leave just to be considerate of the next person um so yeah um that that, those are the sorts of things that can reduce the spread because they're saying that everyone who gets it will um probably contaminate like 2.5 people Um, However, you break that down, you know, that's statistically. So, um, it's. I think it's about minimising how much um, impact you might have, just in case you have contracted the virus, as well as taking care for yourself to make sure you don't get it. Because if you know, if you're being careless, that you're being careless for people around you and you might be able to, it it might not kill you it might just really suck but if someone in your family who's vulnerable like someone very very young or very old or with some sort of immune um, problem then you know you could kill them. So um, we need to think about the literally the trace we're leaving for others as well as making sure that we minimise the probability or possibility of getting the virus ourselves
0: oh i agree with you 100 percent. you know and one thing i think that you have an advantage of in australia is the fact there is large separations between a lot of you know like your bigger cities we have that a little bit here you know
1: yeah yeah so it takes as i've said to you before we're just like where i'm from and we make the joke about melbourne because you've got a friend in melbourne that you like to like to tease but it um so the east coast of australia which is the main where you tend to hear about the most of you know australia which is um there's brisbane um that's higher up in in, um, and then drive for 12 hours south and then you hit sydney and then drive for another 12 hours and then you hit melbourne Um, they are talking about closing state borders um possibly um here they're, they're also because you know even though. There are big distances where, yeah, pretty serious about containing this, um, yeah, containing it. But the the one of the problems that we're having is that um, that you know that they, they might be shutting down schools and workplaces and stuff. But what happens to the single mothers? And our Prime Minister Scott Morrison doesn't want to increase the um doesn't want people to get false hope about our social security being raised by, you know, in, increased if, if we support people in need in this situation. So it's kind of, we'll see what happens, but um, it looks like, you know, in terms of the, doing the, you know, the lockdown kind of stuff, um, I think that Australia seems to be a little bit ahead of things, which, is, I guess it's good because then it puts less of a strain on the medical system and on everything. But um, the people who get sick and then can't work like, and have got kids and stuff like that, it, it's um, scary on a, a different level, you know, what, what's going to happen to all those people. Um, you know, and will then people be not, you know, you have the possibility of people hiding their symptoms, you know, so that they can go to work or, you know. So, yeah, it's a tricky one. I what do you gonna,
0: think? I think we're going to see more and more of it. If you look on the map for the for the, uh, you know, where this thing's been hit, it's there's more places in the world that have been hit with this than not. There, you know, there's not a lot of cases everywhere. But the problem is, and this is the thing I think that's, that a lot of people are missing out on. Sure, most people are just going to get the flu-type symptoms, and they're going to get sick pretty bad sick. But there's mm. going to be a good portion of our country or the world that's going to get deadly sick. And what people don't realize is that the 1918 flu, the mortality rate was 2.5%, and that killed up to fifty or 50 million people. Mm. So it's very possible that with our travel and the way we do things, that this mm-hmm. could go a lot farther, and as the CDC has said, they don't know how long tabletops, uh, surfaces, you know, things like that are
1: going to yeah. be infected. With, they have no idea. With this, that's a, I, my understanding. Is that's one of the big things about this virus that's a problem is that they it stays um, dormant, like a, um, in on surfaces for a lot longer than than other diseases. So. Yeah. Um, uh,
0: yeah, other, uh, other bacterias, viruses, whatever. Well, we're also going <laughs> to um, yeah, see, yeah, you know, a lot yeah. of products come from China. So, you know, like right now, the, the Chinese have 30 million truck drivers. 15 million of them are out of work because they can't, mm. you know, they, they're trying to keep the spread down. So, well,
1: yeah, and some of the stuff I heard on the coronavirus, like some of the containment that that government's done, like literally welding, Doors shut and like the con- the containment they've been doing, it's like whew, I'm, I'm you know, I know I, I I don't want to sound like I'm ragging on China because I think there's enough racism coming out of all of this um, against the Chinese, but um, yeah that's their government they can be pre- they can be pretty tough and <laughs> their citizens like, wish well, oosh, well you
0: know, our. Uh... You know, our response over it—we we we, we we've, we've been pretty lucky so far. We've only had slightly over a thousand cases, and we haven't had mm. that many deaths. But we we tend to downplay it over here, and I think well, when it hits us, it's going to hit us hard.
1: Well, that's what um, on this Corona cast they're saying that we are. Um, it's it's already out there. It's already happening. We just don't know the numbers yet because of. And I I don't quite understand how the. How, the measurements and the statistics and all the you know inner workings of that, but um, yeah, it, it, I, I like this podcast because they're not catastrophizing. They they seem to be pretty grounded in what they're saying, and um, but um, yeah, we're still not at the point where we actually know how bad it is yet. Here, that's my understanding, and so then at some point that will happen, and then it will be, you know what do we do? How, you know, like how, I guess it's like, you know, we just do what we do and, and hope that it's enough.
0: Yeah. Well, what else can we do? And and like you said, you had a lung issues, you know, that's something, Mm. you you know, we want to, you know, you want to make sure you, you know, you're prepared. You stay away from people. People get Mm -hmm. sick. They can't be around you. They just can't. You know, yeah, this'll will, this will blow yeah. over eventually, but the longer we can delay it this is what people don't understand. We're all probably gonna get this thing. But the longer we can delay a mass, mass pandemic, the longer our medical professionals have to prepare for it and possibly mm-hmm. come up with a vaccine. So that our well, best defense yeah. is delaying it.
1: Well, the way they described it. On the, and I, I feel like almost we should just be saying, oh, I'm just go listen to the coronavirus. <laughs> he was saying that it's a like it's a curve. It's a like a you imagine like there's going to be an increase, but how yeah like what you said, like how steep that spike is is going to um, really impact our whole you know our societies. So it's about taking measures to kind of I guess squash the curve that bell curve to be lower, and and therefore have less of a, you know, less of an overall impact. I think they're talking about, it's gonna be at least a year before we have a vaccine. So, um, you know, we're in this for the long haul, pardon the pun, and all that. But um, yeah, I I think that it's important that people just stay safe. They don't travel, they wash their hands. Um, I I like my tea tree oil um, and using paper towel. And also I I have other, I have my own herbal remedies that I know that there's a lot of, I mean, this won't stop you from getting it, but um, it could minimize it at least. There are things like reishi mushrooms and um, Chinese licorice root and stuff like that, but they're really good for helping with colds and flu. And so at least it minimizes the impact.
0: I've been seeing a lot of... uh... Footage from Australia of all places. What is it with what is it with the toilet paper shortage? Why is that's not one of the symptoms? I Why do there...
1: not understand. But yeah, everybody. I guess people go crazy in their own ways. I heard in in uh, New York, at least, um, people went in and grabbed heaps of hand sanitizer, but not soap. Um, so here, yeah, people just went crazy for. Toilet paper, and I suppose that's the thing. It's not a rational thing. People are just reacting, and I suppose we look for ways that we can empower ourselves in this situation. And if it's as simple as like buying a, a heap of toilet paper so that we feel a little reassured about our safety, then we'll go and do that rather than sort of calm, out, you know, like find a way to calm down. Well, <laughs> the, the, that's the, just huma- that's just people
0: it's just that you know they'll go out and buy all this toilet paper but they won't wash their hands and you're right from what i understand washing your hands with soap and water is more effective than the hand sanitizer but for yes. some reason everybody who thinks that you know the, i personally keep a bottle of hand sanitizer in the truck at all times mm-hmm. i go yeah mm-hmm. and i've always done this wash my hands in the restroom unless it doesn't look you know, appealing. And then I'll go out mm. to the truck and I'll follow up with a hand sanitizer because mm-hmm. I'm all over the place. all the Yes. Time.
1: Yes. Do both. Yeah. Do both. But yeah, the, the soap and water, um, I mean, the, I, I can't remember what show this was on, but they went into detail about, um, what makes, um, like soap and water and everything work. It's like, um, uh, usually heat as well, like helps, but, um, it's water, soap, and agitation. So, um, you really need those three things to really get anything off your skin, off your, you know, whatever it is you're trying to wash. And um, if you if you add heat into it as well, it, it, it helps to remove whatever it is that you want want to remove. So, yeah. Water, soap, agitation for the win. Um, I
0: got the that's, agitation that's really part win. down.
1: <laughs> I can feel you getting agitated right now. <laughs>
0: Well, the thing is, you know, it's like, if we do these simple little things, and people should be washing their hands anyway, but we've all gone into restrooms and seen people not do this. But, you know, now that those people, you know, those people that we used to make fun of that would wash their hands 20 times an hour, those people are my heroes right now.
1: Yeah, I was thinking that as I'm going around the house going, am I being you know, um, OCD because I, I, I'm not sure, as I said to you before, I was feeling a little unwell and I, I think that it's, I've had an allergic reaction to some medication, but um, I did have to um, clean the toilet yesterday after my nephew had, it, it was nasty. Oh, he, is, <laughs> so, he is a teenager, he is a teenager. <gasps> and it was like, and, and it it could, could be that he's not completely well, so um, even though I used all the, you know, I, I just would be, not that I'd pick it up from the toilet, but it, it um, yeah, there was a reason why there was a mess to clean up, so maybe he has something and I've got that, so I don't know, but I'm just like, I'm being hyper vigilant now with my paper towel and well, tea tree it, oil and hand washing, dist- even, even just around the house.
0: But isn't that the scary thing, though? Know? I mean, everybody's not. Whenever you feel well, you know, ill. The first thing you are thinking of is, "Oh God, this is this it." You know, am I gonna, you know, get mm. get this over with? Like Patrick mm-hmm. right now. Patrick was going to come on tonight, but he's not feeling well, and so mm-hmm. he couldn't come on. And, and it's just like, "Oh God, I hope the guy's okay." You know, but mm-hmm. it's just, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? And it's just, well,
1: ugh. yeah, it is. It's 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 rough. Well, at least. um I don't know, do you you ever talk about, like, um, drugs or marijuana on this podcast? Like, are you allowed to talk about that?
0: Oh, no, you talk about whatever you want, but the thing is, for most of the (laughs) listeners, the drive truck, we have mandatory drug testing.
1: Oh, right, yeah. By the feds, so
0: it isn't much of an issue, you know.
1: I I use weed. We don't have medical marijuana here, but um, I use it as part of, because, you know, I'm as, well, you guys don't know that the kingfish knows that um, I have a health condition. I'm on the disability pension. I, I, I get pain and stuff like that. So I use I use cannabis as a way to help manage my pain, and it's really hard to get.
0: Oh, hold on, my um, assistant just came in with my glass of water. <laughs> I don't understand what they had fingers for. Say hello. It's, hold on, here's my hello? assistant. Oh.
1: Nope, oh, she ran out of the room.
0: Stacy? No, oh, oh, Lulu's saying hello, Stacy. Oh, that's funny. Oh. I messaged uh-huh. her she'd bring me a glass of water. And she, instead, she gave me a glass of water and the finger.
1: Oh, wow. You, I mean, I she think was, if she was your laughing wife flips when you the bed, If your wife flips you the bed, I think it's a sign
0: of love. Well, she was laughing when she did it. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, you'd like her. She's pretty funny, but.
1: <laughs> well, I think he'd like my dad because he's pretty wild. I just went down to visit him recently because he, he's my he's my weed hookup nowadays. And I had to drive for uh, three. Well, I somebody I had to get someone to drive me for three hours to go and stock up on, on uh, on cannabis so that I don't have to to get it for um, for a few months. So that um, yeah, I'm I'm expecting that's that's how I'm prepping, <laughs> making sure well, I she... have enough have enough weed.
0: Well, yeah, but don't smoke too much because then you'll eat through all your food supplies.
1: <laughs> well, I'm trying not to smoke. Um, Cause that's another thing they're saying. Don't um, uh, try not to smoke because that makes you more vulnerable to being
0: oh, yeah. sick yeah well, see, don't, here's the thing.
1: don't breathe anything but air
0: um, well here's the thing with the with the drugs like I, I personally think that marijuana should be legal it doesn't make any sense to me that medical marijuana would be legal some states here it's still illegal the state I am in Wisconsin mm-hmm. it's illegal but Michigan Illinois it's legal Oregon it's legal mm-hmm. I think it should be legal but for people who do what I do it's still illegal no matter mm. what.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and there yes. is
0: random testing. Now, the, one of the big yes. issues that's come up is CBD oil. People have mm-hmm. been in, in, injecting it and then they're becoming a positive on a, on a urinalysis. And so yeah. it, it's like a big issue. And you, you think you're mm-hmm. clean, and these providers, these manufacturers that make these products will tell you, oh, don't worry about it. It's, you're clean. And then these guys get popped and then they lose their job. And it's like the the, the, the trans, you know the Department of Transportation does not care that some manufacturer lied to you about it.
1: Yeah, no. In fact, they'd be rubbing their hands, saying, "Give me your fine money, please." And, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And your license. So that, and, and your that, license. That does suck. That that that's terrible. I'm I'm grateful that I'm at least able to get it at all. Because uh, it means that I don't have to take so much of the opioid medication that I'm on that I'm trying to get off because I am mm. um, I am a part of the opioid crisis. Like I'm definitely, I got put on these meds when I was in a ton of pain and now I have to go through this long drawn out process of, of coming, coming off them because I've, uh, yeah. I'm now dependent on them, sort of psychologically, physiologically. However, it is, and I'm just glad I didn't. I haven't gone up. My I was feeling bad that I haven't gone down as much as what I wanted to. But my my GP, my we call them GPs. My fam, family, the doctor that manages me, she said that I'm doing well to have kept it like from going up. So um, and I think that being able to use cannabis has been a big part of that. But but that's um by the by i mean we we're here to talk about the coronavirus not the state of marijuana and (laughs) weed in the world (laughs) but that was was my that was my big um i was i knew that things a friend of mine told me because she works very high up in a university and she said that the queensland government had been sending emails to the head of you know the head of the university saying Sometime soon, we're probably going to have a lockdown, like, for maybe four weeks where we close down all the schools and workplaces and just, yeah, make it so that people. We're
0: doing that now. The, Mm. uh, like, the University of Wisconsin, uh, they're telling people, hey, you go home, you go home, we're going to close down before spring break. Or spring mm-hmm. break, we're just going to do all the classes online. Uh, some of the sporting, mm-hmm. uh, you know, colleges and things, they're doing their sporting events and they're saying, "Hey, just you know, no, no fans." The television get on the get,
1: get on the way. <laughs> oh sure, yeah no. Um, the, uh, Sorry, that's that's terrible. That's it's not funny. Well, poor, the, no, no it was, college students.
0: No, it was funny. The uh, <laughs> the uh, um, the 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 major broadcast like the the uh, the View. Uh, the Kelly Rippa. I don't know if you know these shows, uh, Jimmy Kimmel, all these things. I don't know about Jimmy Kimmel. Know Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel, Yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, their audiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Colbert. And the Jimmys. Yeah, there are no, there are no audiences in their shows right now.
1: Ah, uh, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, they're saying, "Hey, yeah. you know, we don't know if this is a thing, but we're gonna." You know we're mm-hmm. going to go ahead and play it safe, and it, if we're wrong, then yeah. it, it's it's okay. And if we're and if we're right, then you know we don't want to be part of spreading it. So the, a lot of these places are you know any place that public gathering, you know they're they're mm-hmm. shutting down, which is you know maybe it's you know if if nothing happens and people say it's an overreaction, and if everything goes crazy, people will say oh they were forward thinking and correct. You know I think I'd rather be. Be safe and cautious on this one, and be wrong.
1: Mm. Well, I get. I guess, like a lot of things, you do um, what's called a risk benefit analysis, or a, you know, like a yeah, just to figure out. Okay, you know, what are the risks? Um, you know how I, I like. I quite like this. Like um, you know, is it um, how you know, like how likely is it? Um, how permanent is it? and, um, and how, how bad is it? So if you, if you can sort of try to like, even write that down and like have a think about it and then analyse it from that perspective, rather than, I think people, like I think shutting everything down and people freaking out is, is not gonna help. I think it's better to focus on what is doable and, and, and safe enough we're not going to get it perfectly safe but where are the areas that it's not going to hurt us I mean having not having an audience for a talk show is really no biggie. Uh, keeping people away from work that's that's tricky because you know that people depend on that income you know the the what's gonna happen with the economies you know that that's something that we're gonna to have to face further down the track as well. so trying to keep all of the stuff in balance I guess this is what our leaders are are trying to do and, and trying to manage the best that they can. And we're just going to have to see what happens because there, there there's only so much we can do on a personal level, which is, you know, our own personal safety and, and, tr- and trying not to freak out, staying informed and just being considerate of others as well as taking care for yourself.
0: Also, I think that... You know, it's not a bad idea to to stock up on some things that we may need, like medications and things like Mm -hmm. that. And also, but my, this is what I tell everybody. If you hate fruit cocktail, don't buy 10 cases of fruit cocktail. (laughs) Only buy the things that you actually like and then get like a month or two or three or whatever supply. And then you just rotate that into your your, uh, routine when, you know, as you go along. And that way you're not buying a bunch of junk you don't need.
1: Mm, my sister and I were talking because I live with my sister and my nephew. We're talking about rice and legumes, and some of the stuff we're thinking of stocking up on a bit, just because they're um, you know, different sorts of
0: oh, sure, why sorts not? of beans, get some flowers, beans, rice, you know, things that you know aren't going to go bad and stock up on. But only do those things that you, you know, that you like. Otherwise, your your nephew is going to be eating uh, a lot of rice and a lot of beans over the next six months.
1: Well, you know, <laughs> we're kind of, If it's to be, if it's going to be six months, we're we're probably going to be screwed anyway. So. Um, well, as of you know, like,
0: a- as of right now, it's been in, uh, the virus has been located in ninety five countries,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and some of them I've mm. never even heard of. Mm. Uh, you know, I always find that amazing when it's like, like the, here's one this country, Puk- Pukina Fasa. you know, B U R K. I've never even heard of this place apparently that's some country and they found it there
1: yeah the, the thing about the, uh, the one in Italy is that they didn't find the person who brought it to Italy so that was like that was one of the scary things is that they yeah they haven't been able to find the original source of the you know of the breakout and and just how bad it's gotten, how fast. I mean, I suppose Italy is very densely populated. So as you said, you know, in Australia we're um, fortunate to have things more spread out. But um, yeah, it's uh, I don't I don't know. Like it's it's really it's certainly got my my jaw hanging open. And I don't I don't tend to pay attention to the news, but I'm definitely paying attention to well, the I I coronavirus. Think,
0: I think Melbourne's probably going to be safe because I don't even think a virus would want to live there.
1: <laughs> oh, poor Melbourneites. They're, they're definitely um, feeling the, the climate change down there because um, it was already... I lived there for a year, and they used to say Melbourne is four seasons in one day, and it's the weather is really very up and down. And now they will just go from it being mild to, you know, stinking hot. I was going to tell you temperatures, but it's in Celsius, not Fahrenheit, but like from 25 to 45 Celsius. I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit, but that's crazy hot, like from feeling feeling comfortable to, to crazy hot in just one day. So stuff like that also um, having uh, big changes in temperature, like going from hot to cold and cold to hot. Um, a lot yeah. is, um, you know, can really affect uh, how bad you get the flu. I'll, here, here are some of my t- tips of things, flu remedies, uh, chicken soup made from chicken bones. Um, what are some other things? Uh, eucalyptus oil, um, honey, uh, propolis which is made from honey, it's a tincture that's good for the throat. So I, I know, don't, don't listen to the, oh my God, Speaking of 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 remedies that people suggest, there's a group of um, people that are suggesting this drink made out of bleach and stuff that will kill the coronavirus. Yeah, bleach really? um, Yeah, like there's this rumor, and uh, it's not true. Don't drink it, people. (laughs) If you've heard about this miracle cure, yeah, and it's um, uh, it's a group of um, I think pretty. Yeah, it's, I'm sorry, but it's in it's in your country. It's your people over there. That they that yeah, they're um, Mississippi. I, I think they're a little bit loopy, and they they have this. I, I can't remember what it's called. All the all the only part that I remember is that it contains mostly bleach. So mm. don't drink bleach it's um, probably to try a, to sterilize you. It's your probably self somebody from, from the virus.
0: It's probably somebody from Mississippi, the Melbourne of the United States. <laughs>
1: probably it's probably it probably originated from melbourne um and then just skipped skipped across oh,
0: there's the, no Melbourneians.
1: Um, yeah they just they're just crazy um yeah so they've they've got um the crazy weather down there i'm not sure if it's i don't know where the worst breakouts in australia are but they are talking about probably quite soon closing the border between new south wales And Victoria and Melbourne's in Victoria, and Sydney is in New South Wales. Well, I'm above them both.
0: Well, what I think is going to be, especially for you guys right now, is the fact that you just had those huge fires, which means Mm. that you're going to have a lot more dust and particles in the air than normal. Mm. So, if this is a respiratory issue, those people that are that get affected are going to have to be even more diligent or diligent about uh, you know staying.
1: Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, here's another hot tip. Face masks. Um, wear them if you're sick. But if you're not sick, it's probably not gonna help you that much.
0: no you can't wear a um, thing all not, day yeah, long anyway.
1: No. It doesn't really it doesn't really do much to because it's more like um it's particulates, it's more it's not it's not an airborne thing. It's something that like if someone coughs and a little bit of spit flies through the air and it lands on somewhere that you end up coming into contact with it, then you're in trouble. And that's why like having the mask will stop the spit from coming out to other people. Um, But the, you know, it coming back to you, it doesn't, doesn't really help because it's not a, it's not so much an like thing that's in the air rather than it's the thing that's in, our bodily fluids Ugh. and things like that that's my that's my understanding so just yeah surfaces surfaces and um and things like that is what um helps I, i've been considering buying bulk latex gloves online
0: well we can't you know at the stores like i was at walmart last week and uh I, I couldn't get hand sanitizer you know I got I got a pretty mm. good bottle in the truck but I wanted to get an extra just in case and, and they're completely sold out
1: baby wipes
0: I got those too but mm. I uh, but uh,
1: you'd but, like that mm. well just some essential oils like tea trail what have you got tea, uh, do you have tea tree oil, eucalyptus oil lavender oil like essential oils
0: wait Lulu l- 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 I am a truck driver you are the hippie you have to explain <laughs> these things to me
1: well they they just they good disinfectants. And stuff. Oh, so, all right. Yeah. Yeah, make yeah, a list so you could send, get it. Yeah, make yeah. a list
0: and uh send it to me. I'll look them up. And then I'll put yeah. them in the show notes next week. We'll we'll talk again next week. Of course, hopefully in the future mm-hmm. I'll have you on here and we could talk about other things that aren't so dire.
1: Mm, dun, dun, dun. You
0: know, Yeah. I, in fact, I'd like to get a uh Patrick by the way says hello. Uh oh. Yeah, I was like, I'd love to get you and Patrick on at the same time. That would be awesome. Yeah, we'll figure out a way to do that. Yeah,
1: well, thank you. Thank you for having me on the show.
0: Oh, it's 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 don't don't worry. Say hello to Billy Bob, Jeff, and Doug.
1: Hi, Billy Bob, Jeff, and Doug.
0: See that's our three listeners: Billy, Bob, Jeff, and Doug. <laughs> no, I don't know how many people listen. It's, some people do. Some people don't. It's even if nobody listens, I'm still having fun, and that's all that counts. By the way, uh, Lulu does uh, Lulu's Island. You can find her on her podcast on the on the iTunes, and she has a L U L
1: U Space Island. Yeah, it's, Oh, um, I thought you said F U F U
0: at first. I was. It was, it was <laughs> my way.
1: But she does a lot what of the truck.
0: Yeah, she does a lot of original music, and uh, she has a, a, a fetish about uh, uh, ukuleles, and which is quite fascinating, and it comes, it translates well in the podcast, it's a lot of fun, because you really don't get to hear a lot of ukulele music, the only time I can ever really hear anybody playing it was like Don Ho.
1: You oh, know? really? I thought that there's been a more, uh, like a ukulele pandemic over the past. So many years, but, um, but yeah, my, my station is is uh, it used to be back when uh, back when Kingfish and I, back when you and I met on the platform anchor, it was um, yeah, it was. It was very different what I did. I had a lot more interaction with people. And I I have been in a bit of a slump with my podcast. Maybe this will inspire me to make an episode. But if you go back through my archives, um, you'll see there's a lot more music back then. And it's my life has been a pretty crazy journey since I got onto Anchor in February 2017. Um, And um, yeah, it it just... uh, It's been documenting my journey. You know, I was a reluctant podcaster, Kingfish. I don't know if I've told you this already. I know we're wrapping it up, but I I never really wanted to podcast. I really just loved the community on Anchor and chatting with people. But then they brought in the podcasting thing and I very reluctantly started making it because I had a huge fraud complex because I've been into podcasts for a long time and I absolutely love and adore them so I just I I don't feel like I'm really doing a very good job with my podcast at the moment I'd, I'd like to get that to change well, that he said there's a great endorsement come listen to me it's pretty piss poor but <laughs> but I think well, I think I could get better I've been good before <laughs>
0: well the thing is on like right now I reached out and I got you on through messenger and I can find better ways to record Because, you know, but the thing is, is that when we were on Anchor, which is where I started off, and I've been a listener of podcasts forever as a driver, but, Mm. you know, pretty much since day one, but then podcasts came out. But the thing is, is that on Anchor, the way that it was set up was that people could interact very easily, Mm. and you could share information, and it inspired, and it was like one long roller coaster where everybody would just keep throwing stuff. It was like you were in a local pub.
1: Yes, it was. It had that. If you you could imagine like a uh, like an a digitized version of an Irish pub, you know, where you know, and or maybe somewhere between an Irish pub where it's kind of cozy and fun. And, um, and a, a telenovela. <laughs> like
0: that's exactly so where, what, that's what I think of is, it. like,
1: really dramatic, and, like, this you know, like, there's feuds. I remember there was uh, Dewan and Only and um, Momac and a few other people. They, they formed their own little squad that they called the Wolf Pack, and they were, you know, they were taking over Anchor. <laughs> and we all, you know, we all took it, probably not you, but a lot of us, like, who were really, like, deep in the reeds of Anchor at that point and... And it's funny the things that become important to you at the time but um, yeah it was there was a lot of drama
0: it was a lot of fun and really.
1: uh, conflicts but there was a lot of fun yeah you could you could echo people's stuff I was telling some musicians the other day um, that I met down when I went to visit my dad that um, the most popular song that I ever did because I did a lot of covers as well I've got a few originals but um, if you want if you want originals check out my former friend. Undies Undisfunded. U N D I E S F U N D E D. One word. Type that in somewhere, and um, you'll find her. Um, find Trudy, and she, um, yeah, she's got a lot of amazing original music. She and I met on Anchor as well. Not friends anymore, sadly. But um, yeah, my stuff. There's a, there's a lot of a lot of covers. And I uh, my most popular thing I ever did was a metal um, version of Brown Eyed Girl. So like, hey, where did we go, go, when you know? right. See, that's what I like.
0: That's what I like. It was so, so fantastic for that. You can do things like mm-hmm. that with a regular podcast, but you have to, you know, like if I want to add like 20 people in here, then I got to work to get 20 people in it and it might take all day long. But when they had the social mm-hmm. aspect with Anchor, you could add 20 people on your show and you could do it within minutes.
1: Also, you 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 felt I felt you know the community connection. My station was very much about that. It's about you know finding people in the community and bringing them in. And people used to find out about other people's stations from mine because you could, you know, a bit like you can retweet things um, on A. You used to be able to publish other people's content on your station like without having to ask them. And there was yeah a lot of a lot more interaction between the people that were creating stuff and the people that were a mixture of creating and listening. And that's really what made it a lot of fun to do well and you, so were, the, now, you yeah. were
0: the first person that i ever talked to in, in, in a podcast
1: ever mm-hmm. i but. know i listened i listened to you and i was like this guy's awesome but, and oh, then yeah. you blew up so fast on anchor i remember barbara kb who was also very popular mm-hmm. on anchor and she was a, like a real old school anchor person um from version one and um i remember you talking about oh yes and you know the, the guy that is in the you know the truck with me, Doug, and you know he's you know you're explaining stuff to her, and then she it's her message back to you because people you could leave you can leave you can still leave voice messages for for people who have anchor podcasts. But anyway, um, uh, she said, "Oh, oh, I know Doug," and you could just tell by the tone of her voice <laughs> that she had been listening so closely; she was like completely immersed in your world and i'd say as well as people who are wanting to know how to get into that world it sounds like you've got a lot of listeners who also really enjoy you talking about your experience of going around the states hey but you ha- we haven't told people yet that i'm i'm at the start i, I sent you that bumper but um, i
0: was just gonna say that oh,
1: yeah mm-hmm. so
0: if anybody recognizes lila's voice it's because she's on the very beginning of every podcast that i do
1: Mhm, and I just sent that for fun because that's what I used to. That's one of the things I used to do: is send people little things like that, whether it's musical. Or, and, and you hear my birds in the background because, um, you know, well, because you're to, a
0: crazy <laughs> bird lady from Australia.
1: I am a crazy bird lady from Australia. I used to one of my uh, most the favorite segments that people had mine was called Bird Talk. But welcome to Bird Talk, where you get all your news, views, and hullabaloos from a bird's eye <laughs> perspective. And I'd pretend to in, I'd interview the birds and pretend to translate for them and stuff. So.
0: Oh, that was, I, I miss all that stuff. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I can search I it need up, but it's that like again. it's I don't know. It just you know that was a great and it, and it did introduce me to a lot of creative people around the world. And it's created, and Mm -hmm. Anchor was a great place to meet people who Mm -hmm. wanted to just, weren't perfect in their audio, but were enthusiastic about it. And their enthusiasm enthusiasm made it perfect.
1: Yes, that is absolutely true. And that's probably a great note to end on. So all of you people who are listening now, I hope that you stay safe and well. And wash your hands. Yes, wash your hands, sing happy birthday or something about 30 seconds long in your head. You don't have to do it out loud.
0: Yes, please wash your hands. And like I said before, if you're going to stock up on supplies, buy the things that you're going to need and you're going to use normally. Don't buy things mm-hmm. that you don't like because you're going to have that fruit cocktail in the, in the cupboard for years. And, <laughs> and you're not going to be able to get rid of it. You give it away for Christmas. I did give my, <laughs> my, uh, my nephew stole one of my die-cast cars once. So for Christmas, I gave him one of those industrial-sized cans of corn. <laughs> yeah, he was,
1: you. yeah, that's so oh, what he got you're for such Christmas. A oh, and then, yeah. uh,
0: but my brother called me the next day and he started laughing and I go, "What's wrong?" And he goes, "He goes, I came downstairs and Evan was eating that big can of corn. It was like a, I don't <laughs> know, like five pounds of corn or something. And he's, you know, the big industrial restaurant cans. And I said, he goes, "What are you eating that for? It's Christmas." He goes, "Uncle Charlie gave me this can of corn for Christmas because I stole his car, so I'm gonna eat it. It's mine." And, you know, and and I told I told my brother Art. I said, I said, you know, he gets it. You know, he, he, you know, maybe I'll take him off the the not, do not buy good gifts you know thing for a little while because I, I I got his sister a big huge can of Hershey syrup, and mm-hmm. the other and the other one got a little you know big can of pudding. Just it was like a joke Christmas gift, and then he got the corn. I was thinking about mm-hmm. doing sauerkraut, but I didn't want to be cruel.
1: Instead, you, know, you were just corny
0: just being corny because you know what i care Mm -hmm. i care i got that i got that clip i'll send it to you on facebook you'll laugh the look on his face is just like what 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 anyway i'll go to cut this (laughs) off so everybody stay safe stay out of trouble and last words lulu
1: stay clean darling stay clean
0: peace out